And now, Box 39 Red Button is handing over its slot to one of its stablemate programs. Welcome to Bill's Big Bag of Musicologies, where we cast our ears back to musical selections from past editions of Box 39 and the essential analyses and commentaries by Guppy Productions' very own aid. That is to say, me. This is Cone Radio on 106.6 FM. Here we have the musicologies from an episode of Box 39 on the topic of... Oh, Father Ty, let me to maid who lends one lively wink and eye. Chick while hiding from the fine. Oh, what I wouldn't spend to lend you mine. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows where they are going. Oh, how we try to wrap our minds over the edge of all our knowings. Be it a bang or the divine. Tip of my iceberg I've never been one for goodbye So till I meet you there I'm singing Traveling song to ease the ride And so you know Everywhere I roam I'll see you on the road Are you a sad and single 20-something bachelor's degree graduate on the road Travelling alone, homesick, jilted, unlucky in love, misunderstood by friends of three years standing, in a vague and staring into the middle distance existential slow motion crisis, wondering what it means to be a snowflake. Is it the marvel of having a unique and intricate pattern to your personhood and a life-charting narrative that only you know? Or is a snowflake something beautiful that melts tragically when life's temperature rises and decisions about starting internships and starting first novels must be made. Well, Colchester has numerous coffee houses, cafes and quiet unpopular pubs with windows you can stare out of and fairly good Wi-Fi. If you're travelling aimlessly and need a stop-off in a town that'll have little to distract you so you can breathe and count your emotional bruises and send out pictures of your coffee cup and of rain spattering on the window using your tablet or smartphone, come to Colchester and leave when your batteries are recharged. Of every head, he's had the pleasure to know. And all the people that come and go, 
Austerity gone too far, if you ask me. Though I am phoning my musical engines in this week. This is yet again the name of a road. In this case, Penny Lane. I've saved money by not using the Beatles version of it, which would be more expensive. And I have chosen a group with only singers and no instruments, also cheaper. This is revenge austerity. As for the meaning of Penny Lane, you can look it up on the internet. I could have done it for you, but I am not going to. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. There, beneath the blue suburban sky. The day before the day before yesterday. Everything would now go our way We inherited a fortune of innocence And they took it all away We travel on the last bus from Santee Through province town to cities of obscurity And some way down the road it occurs to me That I I might have missed my stuff But I will not return to yesterday Or smooth out the human clay We'll face this New England Like we always have In a fury of denial We'll go out dancing on the tiles Help me down, but don't take me back The railways hold a special place in the psyche and the proclivity for nostalgia of the British people. Who hasn't walked along a disused railway and felt revisionist warmth about the missing rabbits and sadness at the dearth of Dutch elm trees? Or chugged along a leafy valley on a steam train preserved specifically for people wearing sunblock and eating ice cream? The bygone age of trains seems to make people very aware of transience 
They are troubled by vanishings, the closed pubs, the conductors on buses, the door-to-door milkmen, and the great pipe smoker extinction. They feel sad about all of them, and some even talk about getting our country back. A significant part of the cultural economy has been built around these feelings, ranging from preserved steam railways to historical TV serials about midwives and country policemen. And we now know, if we didn't know before, that a political movement can draw strength from these anachronistic self-perceptions too. I wonder whether Dr. Beeching would have voted for or against Brexit. It's a song by the Cocteau Twins from 1990, and as with almost all their songs, it is nigh on impossible to figure out what lyrics Elizabeth Fraser is singing. But as I did my research for this show, I realised that this song is about the old garrison church in Military Road, which was built in 1854 and is the oldest surviving garrison building. Because the song was written almost 30 years ago, it doesn't mention the fact that garrison services were transferred to a new church built on the St. Michael's estate behind the community centre. The old garrison church was a former Crimean War era hospital, similar to those that were shipped in prefabricated sections to Florence Nightingale at Balaclava. With Russia now having annexed the Crimea, it is a nice touch that Elizabeth Fraser is actually singing this song in standard 19th century Russian which I plan to look into as it may explain why I can't understand any of the lyrics on the Cocteau Twins 1990 album Heaven or Las Vegas. Weet je nog dat jij me zei dat wij nooit zouden vluchten als een van ons? Loop door de regen en nooit maar kijk naar hoe het leven is in de zon. Weet je nog dat jij me zei dat je er altijd bent als ik je nodig heb? Nee, ik ben het niet vergeten, nee. 
Had jij me ooit hebt gezegd Want ik zie dat jij het moeilijk hebt En niet meer lachen kan zoals je vroeger deed En nauwelijks in de gaten hebt Dat je anders loopt dan dat je deed voorheen ja, Weet je nog wat jij me zei Dat je er altijd bent als ik je nodig heb Nee, ik ben het niet vergeten, nee Wat jij me ooit hebt gezegd Blauwe dag Als het dondert En valt de hemel naar beneden ben ik This is Top of the Dutch Charts in February 2020 and it's Suzanne and Freak with a song whose title translates as We are sitting like herrings in a barrel which means they are in a crowded situation and need a little cup of solace. The noisy party is making them feel like the small outside legs or even glued behind the wallpaper. Having not been to the Mediterranean that summer they are both pale farts but they are not ant screwers and both know where Abraham gets his mustard, even with a whistle of assent. So they used their leg vans. Problem solved. As I said before, Dutch is a very idiomatic language and these lyrics come across much better in the original language. Anyway, this is We Are Sitting Like Herrings in a Barrel. Blow it up, als het ondert, en valt er No, 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 no,
not the one for me. This is 2004's Black Horse and the Cherry Tree by Scottish singer-songwriter Katie Tunstall. The song's enigmatic lyrics deserve some decoding. The black horse in the song represents Lloyds Bank in Norwich, and the cherry tree represents a traditional private girls' school, the pupils being the cherries in question. At stake is a bank loan for a trip to New York, with KT Tunstall's gritty delivery indicating the rejection and pointing to the purchase of a white car instead. It was in this white car that she came across Ipswich Marina, a location that the lyrics characterise as a place in the middle of nowhere. With the highly prized New York plan thwarted by the black horse, the singer went instead to Amsterdam yet again and took her rest from the cherries. These brilliant lyrics tell a story about how, although one may be busy organising the giving of prizes to others, one does not necessarily receive any award oneself. You're not the one for me. You're listening to Bill's Big Bag of Musicologies, an astounding compilation of Aid's choices of music and the unexpected things he says. the end of the world what's happened is you have broken up with your romantic partner and that is all so let's go through your questions why does the sun go on shining you ask well the sun shines by turning hydrogen into helium in its core this process is called nuclear fusion your second question was why does the sea rush to shore well high tides and low tides are caused by the moon the moon's gravitational pull generates something called the tidal force as for breaking up with your romantic partner and thinking it's the end of the world, which it isn't, I suggest keeping your refrigerator stocked with chocolate ice cream. This is Cone Radio on 106.6 FM. Here we have the musicologies from an episode of Box 39 on the topic of...
recently stopped to listen to a street busker singing cover songs. One of those songs was imagined by John Lennon. As the crowd around me happily sung along, I grimaced at the nihilistic lyrics that painted not peace and love, but authoritarianism and control. Imagine if we killed off God and replaced him by managers, propagandists and scientists, controlled by a small group of elites who dictated the foods you eat, the jobs you would have, and even the way that you would love one another. Your new religion would be materialism, where you wake up like a pathetic zero every day, aching for physical possessions or desires that we manipulate to keep you in a constant empty state of mental slavery, turn you into zeros, a bunch of zeros. This is a song called Raised on Robbery by Joni Mitchell from her 1974 album Caught and Spark. Joni Mitchell is of course also an accomplished painter and her works fetch a pretty penny. Indeed, using Cone Radio Finance Department as a front and using taxpayers' money from Wivenhoe residents, Bill, Ian and Mike have purchased a large number of valuable Joni Mitchell original oil paintings. The missing paperwork for this is really not an issue because the paintings are being stored safely. Bill has five of them in his garage and another five at an undisclosed location. Mike did have two that he had hung on his walls at home until Bill suggested that they really ought to be kept out of sight. And Ian is thought to have at least six stored in a lockup behind the station at Mark's Tay, which is rented by a shell company. Wivenhoe residents have thereby signalled their love of Joni Mitchell's art.
I've recently decided to quit a job that I enjoy immensely, which I've been doing for 12 years in four-month stints each year. All things being equal, I could have continued doing it for another five years or more, and possibly enjoying it more and more. But I have decided to quit anyway, and I feel good about it. Last year and the year before, I suffered from bad health, and it got me thinking about calling it a day. Back to good health this year, I have quite simply never enjoyed doing it as much as this. So should I have hung on for a few more years and seen if I could repeat this year's good as it gets feeling? Or should I have just waited for the gradual accumulation of negative things to take the decision out of my hands, or bring it to an end on a more deflated note? I decided to quit while I felt on top. One has always got options. This is Cone Radio on 106.6 FM. Here we have the musicologies from an episode of Box 39 on the topic of... How many roads must a man walk down Before you call him a man How many seas must the white dove sail Before she sleeps in the sand Isn't how many times must the cannonballs fly Before they're forever banned The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind The answer is blowing in the wind Isn't how many years can a mountain exist Before it is washed to the sea Isn't how many years can some people exist Before they're allowed to be free Isn't how many times can a man turn his head And pretend that he just doesn't see the answer my friend is blowing in the wind the answer is blowing in the wind I was actually hiding out at Bob Dylan's house when he wrote blowing in the wind I was operating an independent ice cream van at the time and You would not believe how mobbed up that whole scene is. And quite frankly, as chipper as he might have felt about the song and its chances of being a hit, his lofty lament about the changes happening in society all around him seemed rather superficial, I'm sorry to say, having just got back from a close shave when I was boxed in by two ice cream vans operated by the dreadful Gambini family. The answer, my friend, 
time in my life when singing and dancing in the rain seemed sensible and appropriate. It was on the 27th of August 1976 when it began to rain over Rainsborough Road near the old Colchester United football ground. I took off my shorts and underpants, yes, I was in the naughty naked nude, and I danced and sung in my back garden as the neighbour's net curtains twitched. Why, you ask? Was it because aerial photographs throughout that summer had led to numerous forgotten deserted medieval villages being rediscovered, their hillside locations being betrayed by the sun scorching the grass up and down the central English countryside? No, it wasn't that, although I do admit, as a qualified landscape archaeologist, that to this day still makes me cheerful. No, on the 27th of August 1976, it started to rain at last, after three months of not a drop falling and nearly 90 days of record-breaking high temperatures. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is a cause for singing and dancing in the rain. Compared to Gene Kelly's reason? Smell the glove, mate. I'm dancing and singing in the rain Don't go yet. Oh yeah, don't go yet. Don't go yet. 
East Anglia Connection, Part 6. This is Camila Cabello singing Don't Go Yet, a song inspired when the Cuban-born American singer, Ms. Cabello, was on a canoeing holiday on the Norfolk Broads and she got mixed up in a lock-in at a village pub near King's Lynn. From outside the pub, it looked closed, but inside there were some fairly serious after-hours drinking going on. It is said that Mrs. Cabello drank five pints of draught Abbott Ale mixed with bottled St. Edmund's Ale, and the idea for the song came from what the locals were shouting raucously every time she tried to leave. This is Mammy Galore singing It Ain't Necessary in 1966 and from this song we get some excellent advice on marital happiness. Apparently, in order to be happy, our spouses think the following things are not necessary. We don't have to, one, buy them no diamonds, or two, tear down no mountain, or three, throw our money in a fountain, or four, we don't have to dress up in splendor, or five, make the world surrender, or six, we don't have to be a big time spender, or seven, we don't have to try and fool them, or eight, to call them honey, and nine, we should note that they are willing to learn if we want to school them. Aside from that, all we've got to do is give them some loving that's true, and really, in order to be happy, everything else ain't necessary.
brand new online only Price University with its brass plate address in Ardley looks set to be a world leader and innovator in environmental sciences. Its cutting-edge approach is to co-opt people working in fields related to damaging the environment and designate them academics rather than to employ any academics itself. Using a pro-forma Price University template, environmental impact studies produced in-house by corporate public relations departments can be sent to the Ardley PO Box number, after which they will be spell-checked and published as academic research papers. Some of Mother Nature's greatest enemies in the corporate world will thus be able to give their environmentally problematical but wealth-generating operations a solid academic foundation. As Lord David has said, if great environmental negligence is rooted in academia, attributing blame to the low-paid, poorly educated workers is far easier. your bill's big bag of musicologies. Exactly the day when I had the most money in my life, the 30th of November 2006. That was the wealthiest moment in my life. We built the house that we live in to this day using cash, no mortgage. It had been a slow undulating climb to that day and it has been a slow and undulating descent ever since. Is that how life is supposed to be? When I was a kid, I think I assumed that people just had more and more money as they got older. I also assumed that people ended up with more money than their parents had had. Maybe that's how it used to be, but I don't think it's true anymore. It seems odd, though. Politicians for 50 years have talked of growth, 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 while many people for those 50 years have been standing still. To what beneficiaries has all this growth been going? Dime. 
This is Cone Radio on 106.6 FM. Here we have the musicologies from an episode of Box 39 on the topic of... sausage filled with blood that is cooked or dried and mixed with a filler until it is thick enough to congeal. And it was this divisive foodstuff that caused Lord David Price to suffer a rare business failure in 2021. Popular in South Korea, black pudding is rarely seen in Japan. Lord David seized upon this thinking it was a gap in the market for trendy food. He launched so-called Samurai Vegetarian Black Pudding under the slogan Blood isn't actually meat and tried to sponsor a J-League soccer team. Lord David didn't realize there is cultural revulsion against not only blood sausage in Japan but also the notion of manly samurai warriors being emasculated by vegetarianism. The venture collapsed. Mobile home 
I remember it was 1995. I was moving around, sleeping in friends' spare rooms and on their sofas, teaching a bit of guitar and reading a lot of poetry. Dwelling, I will admit, on the old adage that friendship can end in love, but love in friendship never. I had a friend, Julia. She lived in a mobile home. We used to survive on tangerines and eating tuna out of cans. I remember how Sunday sunshine used to kill our conversations and I'd look in her eyes and I'd see circles. One day she tore out a page of my magazine and then she went away, as lovers do. That's why this Lloyd Cole song has always resonated with me. Living on juice Eating out a tuna can Mobile home Here with my dairy queen Tied me a knot She had to cut me loose Now I'm looking at you Just as lovely as it seems Yes, this is an impossible love The flaming lust is an exhaustible love And flames combust if flames will be And in love and why should two loves not agree? No, this is an impossible love Though both of your arms would offer the grace It's such an exhaustible love Fueling my heart With only illusion It's an angel of shakers An angel of crocs An angel of flechettes An movement of obscurity Vide de vérité en ligne qu'on puisse pas voir en descendant l'air This is Melody Gardo singing Impossible Love. Once again, its take on what is and is not possible strikes me as rather limited. Is it impossible for Ms. Gardo to lick her own nose? Is it impossible for her to tickle herself? Is it impossible for her to write the number six while moving her foot in a clockwise circle? These are the things I would like to know. Impossible love is fine as far as it goes, but where are the songs about other impossible things?
a taste for the finer things in life Fancy cars and doing women who are not my wife Snorting cocaine off a hooker's ass is one of my favorite ways to pass the time On your dime It was, of course, Lord David Price who supplied the Downing Street Christmas Party in 2021 with the Cayman Islands Champagne, the Idi Amin brand Ugandan smoked salmon volavant, and the free bags of Hansi Kronje nasal sherbet, as people call it. The Cayman Islands Champagne was laced with Amnesify, a recreational drug manufactured by Price Pharmaceuticals, which made Mr. Johnson forget that there had been a Christmas party and therefore able to deny it in good faith. The Idi Amin brand Ugandan smoked salmon volovant were laced with another Price Pharmaceuticals product called Brazen, or Gainsay in the US, which is the complete opposite of a truth serum, and it has rendered Mr. Johnson clinically steadfast and clinically adamant. And the tropane alkaloid powder, known as Hansi Kronje nasal sherbet, was distributed gratis to senior Metropolitan Police in meetings recorded with stealth cameras, which has made those decision-makers at Scotland Yard reluctant to go up against Lord David's wishes. This is the Eurythmics singing Power to the Meek. I'm just a girl with my fingers stung. Bless these bones, bless this skin, all of me and the mess I'm in. Don't know where I've been, but I'll get me there. It's like a 1980s anthem to the power of determination and the tenacity of women as they make their way in the Barrow Boy glass-ceilinged world of the mid-1980s. It was unmistakably rooted in that decade, the UK Human Condition version women circa 1986. Having said this, it is somewhat undermined by the fact it was written and released in 1999. 
in the summer, dear. I felt pressure. Don't wanna see the numbers. I wanna see heaven. You say could you write a song for me? I say I'm sorry, I put you that I believe. When I go home, I tend to close the door. I never want to more. So sing with me, can't you see? I don't have. We have the freedom to work for whomever we want. If we don't like the conditions or the remuneration, we are free to walk away. There is no coercion and violence against the poor is not allowed. All this talk of the violence of poverty and subhuman wages is part of the gormless ideological chatter of pastimes. We are now post-ideological. Nowadays, we derive our objectivity from one of the purest forms of human knowledge, mathematics. Employers pay as little as is mathematically possible in the economic process and keep for themselves as much as is mathematically possible. In some tourist resorts around the world, for example, serving staff are paid nothing at all on the assumption that they will survive on tips from tourists. If they don't like that, there are others desperate enough to take their place. The logic of all this can be demonstrated using empirical data and equations. Beware of malcontents who brand this kind of purity ideological. What nonsense! How can using something as objective as mathematics to allocate wealth be ideological?
I plan to tell you that this song, called Going for Gold by Britpop band Shed 7, was the England theme tune for the 1994 World Cup in the USA. However, the song hadn't been released in 1994 and didn't come out until 1996. Furthermore, England didn't qualify for the World Cup in 1994. It may have been used by the BBC for the Olympics. I don't really know. I was living in Japan at the time. I asked people in the Box 39 WhatsApp group, but they just ignored me. Good song, though. And that's all we have time for. You have been listening to Bill's Big Bag of Musicologies. Musicologies is a Guppy production for Colne Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience.